Episode 0045, The Reno Panic Button. Welcome to the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm Kevin McRae, your host, and I'm here to tell you this podcast may contain explicit content. In today's episode, Heathen's going to bring us some news. We're going to take in a preview. We have a hypnotic martini and cocktail corner, a new sponsor, and a movie title game similar to last week. When we jump into feature presentation, we'll be using the film focus as topics of conversation. We will have some ranks, and it'll be fantastic. How about we head back into the good old VIP booth in the back of the cantina and get things going? Sitting across from me, the head organizer of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. She's talking about balls. It's heathen. I am talking about balls. Hi. Also joining us this week, per usual, he's invented a new sport called masturbation. It's beer maker Matt. Uh, I think I've perfected that sport. Is it going to be a? Is that a sprinkle? A spring Olympics event? <laughs> <A> sprinkle. <laughs> spring Olympics. So I've got a sipping wine. Can anyone give me three reasons why this is a sipping wine for this for this particular episode? Because if you drink it all, you won't be able to focus? No, this is a big eyeball that is focused. It's made in Argentina, where a lot of the film took place, and they actually filmed there. And it's a Malbec, which is what he was drinking when he said... Uh, she said Malbec, and he said, oh, you're getting better. And she said, yeah, that's what it says on the label. Yeah, he, then couldn't you see that's obviously an eyeball? Yeah, I guess it's not really an eyeball. <laughs> Could you pour me some of my sipping wine, please? How come I don't have a fancy glass? You you do. You could take either glass. You can take the big gulp glass or the fancy flute. I didn't want to get out our super wine uh, glasses for fear of breaking them back here in the rowdy cantina. And such. And Beer Maker Matt, what have you got there as your sipping beer? Uh, this is by one of my favorite breweries, uh, Oma Gang. And this is a Triple Perfection, which I have never had before. It's a Belgian style golden triple ale. I know at the, uh, at the Total Wine across the street, they were doing. Um, I've been actually getting a pretty good beer collection, and our, our shelves are filling up from uh, closeout sales. They had a. I think it was something for. Um, Valentine's Day from Oma Gang. It was um, called Devotion. It was a four pack, and it was like four bucks off. I almost bought it. Ooh, nice. But almost. I did not. No, yeah. I did not. I have a lot of tasty brews to try. Have you had that one before? The Perfection. No, uh, this is the first time I've seen it. Oma Gang's pretty good, but it it, it does have a uh, an archery thing, so it's kind of got like a little mm. focus thing. Yeah. On it. That beer I had last week, or we had last week, the Robusta. I really liked that one, so I bought another one. That's kind of one of my new faves. Ethan, you want to try some Malbec? Yeah. Give a Malbec. Yep. I'd like to. Oma Gang has yet to disappoint. That's a tasty brew. Cheers. Two, two, Cheers. Two wines walk into a bar, and uh, the, the, the wine pays with a 20, and the bartender says, keep the change, and the wine says... I want a mall back. <laughs> now you don't, don't want to hit your to do do. Okay. 
All right, heathen. You ready to do some news? We're not going to toast to anything? We're going to do that in Cocktail Corner. We just toasted to each other's presents. Isn't that good enough? I guess. I feel like that you've never been in this room before. After we went to Planet Matt, (laughs) you were so confused about the location of everything in this room. And then you had to start rearranging the tables. I did. All right. You ready for your news? Are you going to be able to read it this week? Whoa. It is all new. Everything's new. I'm telling you. <laughs> you My are, light's up there. You are still Alice. Thanks. All right, here I'm we go. Happy to see you, too. <laughs> Heathens. 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 Fans cannot believe Wendell Millbrooks, who's known for his role as delivery man for the Miller High Life commercials, died at 36 Mar- March 9th. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital, pronounced dead on arrival. Uh, why did he die from? Nobody knows. Yeah, I read um, that one of his wishes, which is kind of weird to have a dying wish at hold, was he? 39, you said? 36. 36. His um, his family didn't really want to disclose while he died because they said that his like dying wish was to keep his um, last moments free from social media. But I mean, that's pretty. I didn't have that much forethought at thirty six. Huh. Hmm. So interesting. Still, like that's kind of young to die. So, like, what happened? Yeah, I don't know, but you know, and, especially for well, and the thought that he would have enough forethought to think that he could be dying so. but he, he was still acting i mean uh he was in um uh adam carolla just has a movie coming out or had a or spin out recently called road hard uh. i think it's called road hard and he's in that um and that was just filmed like a year ago i don't think you can keep your reason or your cause of death away because it's a matter of public record yeah so it, i mean People can snoop around and get death certificates if people really care. It's not like he was that big of an actor, really. Well, he was on... He was on a lot of TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Like what, for example? Um, What's the one... Cougar Town? Yeah, he was on that. And then... Oh, God, I can't even... Some cop show, that. probably. No. What's the comedy one where they were in the hospital? Scrubs? Yeah. I never really watched Scrubs. I think Matt was a Scrubs fan. Yeah, I'm trying. Do you know the guy we're talking about? He's he's a he's a he, he was in the commercials probably like in the '90s in these beer commercials. He's a bald black guy, and and he would uh, he kind of put down craft beer, sort of. He I can't remember. I can't remember the commercials that well either. All right, he the next news. He wasn't a movie actor, <laughs> but it was beer related. For that, I thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate you. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson gave Paris Fashion Week their best blue steel, walking the runway at the Valentino Fall-Winter 2015 show in character as Zoolander and Hansel. Shortly after the stunt, Paramount announced Zoolander 2 arrives in theaters February 12, 2016. I think that's a pretty cool way. I knew that they had been... um... Because I already had done a news that they were doing Zoolander 2, but that's kind of a cool way to officially announce it, I think. That's, I think so. That's kind of like on the scope of Marvel almost. Yeah. Paris Fashion Week's pretty big. Although Will Ferrell does a lot of that shit over here, like showing up at baseball games and stuff. Yeah, I didn't read about I saw a few blurbs about that. That was kind of... Well, they're being creative now. They're being creative now. Mm, different ways to do things. He then says that she does not like Ben Stiller, but then insists on watching every one of his movies, starting <laughs> with Walter Smitty, and then the new movie come out before we get old. I gotta see that. I don't. I don't think I like the Zoolander. Yeah, that's fine. He's baby. <laughs> so, what do you think about the Malbec? Mm-hmm. You don't like it? Yeah, it's all right. It's not cheap stuff you're swelling down there. I think the only movie that I really, truly liked Ben Stiller in was something about Mary. He is one of those people that seems like um, that he does have his share of people that don't like him. And if you don't like him, you don't like him in anything. But I guess that's pretty much any actor. A lot of people don't like Owen Wilson either. So Yeah, I don't like his nose. <laughs> he can't help his nose. Yeah, he can. 
He got it broken so many times. You can fix it. All right, next news. Less than two months after announcing the cast of the female Ghostbusters 3, Sony is reportedly planning planning a male-led Ghostbusters reboot starring Channing Tatum, a new production company helmed by the original Ghostbusters producer Ivan Reitman and writer-actor Dan Aykroyd. What was the last part? Uh, has Channing Tatum... It's going to be starring Channing Tatum mm-hmm. and a new production company that's going to be um, led by the original Ivan Reitman. Yeah, and it's called what's the does it say the name of the production company there? It's called like Ghost World or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dan Aykroyd. I don't know if you guys read this part. Dan Aykroyd wants to make a Ghostbusters sort of universe, sort of like Marvel has, and they and he wants this involved with the woman Ghostbusters, and they're planning on putting out all these Ghostbusters movies now. <laughs> I didn't want the girls reboot, but once they were doing it, I liked the cast. I was like, all right, well, hopefully it'll be good. At that time, I kind of wish the women's reboot was in the same world. Instead of a reboot, just say, okay, this is 20 years later, 15 years later, and it's in Chicago. Don't just redo the whole thing like the first one didn't happen. But that being said, I'm not really think I'm a big fan of a bunch of crossover Ghostbusters movies. It just, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, especially if they're going to, I don't know, try and do, like, different multiverses. And, yeah. I don't know. Everybody else is doing it, so why not? Yeah, but, you know, like, Marvel has a lot of stuff to pull from, and it's, you know, it's pretty different taking something like Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, how much can you really do with Ghostbusters? There's a lot of generations that don't know about it, though, and I guess... Yeah, but I mean, do we really need 16 different Ghostbusters? I don't know. We'll see what happens when it comes out, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's kind of a weird a weird choice, but I've heard I've I've heard weirder. <laughs> can you say that again so I've, I can edit it out? I've, I've heard weirder. <laughs> he then. Yes. I thought you had an end of your news wrap up so I know when you're done speaking. Yeehaw. No, that's not it. <laughs> and that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> do, do we really need girls screaming after my news? Like, shouldn't fans. it be like, guys? <laughs> guys don't listen to the show. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that means. Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they come here for Matt. <laughs> um they, uh, I do want to remind everyone at home, and I do want to remind our uh, patron listeners. And I want to, re- <laughs> mom and dad. I want to remind everyone at home, <laughs> and I want to remind the patrons on today's show that there is a secret word today that is available for a sticker. What is our scoreboard at now, Heathen? And or Matt. Did I get mine from last week? I did put it up there. The guest, we still owe the guest a drink (laughs) or a a prize, which we haven't, I don't know how that's going to work. The next guest that comes on can take it. Well, they're they're over their limit now. They're at six, right? Mm -hmm. How many is uh, Beer Maker Matt at right now? What's his score? Seven. Seven? What are you at, Heathen? Well, does it count? You need to stop being so frustrated. I don't know how long it takes for me to ask for a score and for it to take to get an answer. <laughs> get seven. I had a question. If okay. you've already, if you, after five, doesn't it start over? Well, yeah, it's a multiples of five, so okay, I was so just wondering. Throw your hands up in frustration. Oh, my God. Well, that, it should have Good. been a one-second oh. answer, and it <laughs> would just take really. two minutes of time. And my score? <laughs> Th- four. Four. I never get any chance to win any stickers. It's a real poop party. (laughs) All right. Coming this fall from the producers of Fried Green Tomatoes and the director of Cast Away comes Shit Factory. Previews. Well, we were going to play a preview, but apparently Wi-Fi doesn't work in the cantina right now. I thought the password for... uh, 
I thought I knew the password for the uh, Wi-Fi in the cantina, but it looks like they've changed it. Which makes sense, because they have a bunch of pirates and smugglers in here. Always downloading interspatial porn. Oh, actually, I think our previous are up. <laughs> Here we are. Home sweet home. Woo! Make it rain, bitches. What is that? Looks like a beaver dam. Let's go take a look. You girls from out of town? We're staying over there in my cousin's place. We were looking for beavers. Well, hell, ain't we all? <laughs> I've had enough excitement for one day. What was that? Producer of Cabin Fever, The Ring, Where the Millers. Something else. Someone in there? There's a beaver in the bathtub. Can we please go swimming now? The zombie never beavers? Never occurred to any of you that there might be more beavers? Is that blood? Oh, Never seen a real beaver before up close. All I know is our fat rats with big stupid ass teeth. Cannot turn against each other right now. That is exactly what the beavers would want. Just fighting with their legs. Yeah. Road's lost. Fighting with beaver with your beaver. Suck a bag of grit. There's no way I'm drunk enough for this. Zombie beavers. <laughs> Really? <laughs> what do you think about that, Heathen? <laughs> Is that something you watch? No. <laughs> Did it scare you? No. Those girls weren't that hot. I couldn't really see because I was going to turn off the light and off my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big fan of the zombie beavers. Zombie I don't look forward to that segment at all, and this is why. Why? I can't get any of that time back. First of all, setting it up, and just the whole fucking thing sucks. You don't think it's like so ridiculous that it's entertaining? No. I don't think I'd go to the theater to see it, but I I do want to watch it. What do you mean good for me? Just a waste of time. You hurt my feelings. Horrible waste of time. What's a waste of time? All of this shit. That was the worst thing ever. Says the Zombie one beavers? that really? wants to go see every Nicholas Sparks film, even though she went to one and then she got sick 10 minutes into you it. You asked me for my opinion, and now you're going to be critical of me? Why? Well, because I didn't ask you I'm... for my opinion of me. You asked me for your my opinion <laughs> of the movie. Of the preview. I didn't say, now tell me what you think about me, Kevin. Counterpoint, Kevin. <laughs> I wasn't. I was about, I was showing to the jury the kind of films that no you jury. like. And because that you didn't like this film, I was trying to craft what kind no. of person that you are. You did not win. So. I win. That's not how the game works. There is no game. You just don't say I win, and that's how you win. I win. Oh, my God. (laughs) You said I had an evil look in my eye. This is like reason number three. I don't let you read your own fan mail, because you don't have any. (laughs) Heathen, would you like to join us for Cocktail Corner? Well... That depends. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting yeah. stinking on something I stir or shake. Do it. <laughs> you got something mean up your sleeve. So, Heathen, what do you think about the hypnotic? Is that how you pronounce it, or is it pronounced hypnotique because it's French? That depends. And what? How do you want to pronounce it? Well, I was asking, what do you what do you think about it? So, problem with hypnot hypnotic. I'm just going to call it hypnotic. If you were from Argentina, you would probably pronounce it something weird. So, pronounce it something weird. Well, it's from France. It's not from Argentina. I know, but the 
I don't people know. Are from I don't, Argentina. Argentinians are weird. I work with hypnotic. one. Hypnotic. They are not weird. Um, Matt, have you had a hypnotic before? Mm, no. So it has kind of a bad reputation. I kind of wish they wouldn't take some of these girly things and, and, and make them blue. Um, that's part of the problem. Um, you know, a, a regular bottle is about 25 bucks, so it's not cheap. The problem is is that these 18, 19, 20-year-old girls do drink it, and they pretty much drink it on the rocks. And it's um, sort of, I would say, is like a almost like a, high, a high-end... Uh, Liqueur? Well, like a high-end, almost like a wine cooler. I mean, it's not a malt liquor, but it's you can't just drink it by itself. Yeah, you could say it's like a liqueur. You're going to get it sick if you just drink that, drink it by itself, you know. Um, but it's made with uh, vodka, cognac, and like fruit juices, I believe. So if you if you use it in um, the right ways, it can make a good drink. But like I said, stuff that's blue is kind of pussy. So we're to go along with the movie Focus. Um, to be hypnotized, I think that you need to focus usually. We're going to drink something that's going to make us sick. Well, anyway, as I was saying, like, you know, you watch the old movies and they, they show the watch in front of them and they say, like, focus on this watch. Um, and you get hypnotized. So we're going to make a hypnotic martini. It's going to be equal parts citron vodka and hypnotic. Um, we're using, we're going to make enough for one person and then we'll share it. So I would say t- uh, two ounces of hypnotic. And two ounces of, two to two and a half ounces of hypnotic and two to two and a half ounces of citron vodka. Oops, sorry. Uh, this situ- what, What's that uh, vodka that you got there in your hands, heathen? Vodka. Mist? Mist, okay. I haven't had this before, mist citron vodka. So two to two and a half ounces of each equal pairings. This is if you're making it for yourself, just like you're making a martini. Like that? Um, I don't know. You didn't really measure either one of them, <laughs> so it's really hard to tell what's in there. It seems like it was more hypnotic than just vodka. It. Okay. Yeah, it gets wider at the top. So it's... Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Do you see a shot glass around here? Okay, it's fine. You could have used something else. It's fine. It's like fine. what? Okay, it's fine. And can you put in... Like face. Well, you could have used one of the glasses or, you know, I don't know. There's You could have asked for a shot glass like one of these over here. And just a very small splash of sour. Um, personally, I would say a very small splash, like a cat full. I think you're just not a happy person today. Well. He didn't have his nap. You're just running around like a gunslinger in here, <laughs> pouring what you want. Looks a little bit light, but maybe it's because I didn't put enough ice in there. Because uh, no, 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 not with the not with the sour. <laughs> but uh, wow. no, no. Actually, I think you're pretty close. Um, we don't really need to shake it. You can kind of swish it around a little bit and then pour that out for us. Do not make this guy a drink. Hypnotic martini. So again, if you're making this at home, two ounces hypnotic, two ounces citron vodka, and a splash of sour. Shake it in a shaker and pour it in a martini glass. We're using our miniature um, martini glasses here, our sampler martinis. And we'll see how this goes. I'd like to hear what everyone at home thinks about hypnotic. You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be my 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 uh, first drink of choice, but like I said, it's not as bad as as a reputation. And when I bought it at the Total Wine, the girl that said, Oh, hypnotic, man, this stuff's expensive. I love it, though. I wish I could get it. But the alcohol content, 17%, I can't spend that much money and not get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So, I liked her attitude. Looks like he then had a perfect pour. So, how do you say to that? Again, be careful with the be careful with the multicolored glass. Uh, just make sure you hold the the stem and thing together. Stem and thing together. Yeah, it's it's just it's just uh, it's not it's not a well constructed plastic glass. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a well constructed plastic glass? I think so. I think there could be. Pass it on over. Yeah. You know, that would be a good um, Easter song for Jesus. <laughs> Passing on over. Even though that's not even a song, it's moving on over, right? All right, Heathen. 
What would you like to drink to? I don't know if I want to toast anymore because you're being mean. Okay. You want to you wanna give up your turn this week? I'd like to take a sip first. Smells citrusy. All right. Well, I'll wait until we toast because it's kind of rude to be drinking before toasting. Well, I'm being rude today, I guess. Hmm. I would like to toast to tomorrow is the Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival and steak and a BJ day. Steak and a BJ day and balls. Yeah. Nobody's going to know what that is. my nose it's not too bad right mm-hmm. it's not as bad as it looks you know for a blue drink yeah i was expecting worse it's um it's in honor of blue balls everywhere tomorrow it kind of tastes like a um a lemon drop a little bit because of all the citrus, because of the fruit and the hypnotic and the fruit. A and melted vodka. slushy with vodka in it. But it's good. It's not. It's not too syrupy. I mean, we've definitely had worse cocktails on the mm-hmm. picture show. I believe. You're welcome, Mister Controlling. What are you? What are you welcoming me for? I made you a drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just a preemptive thing for tomorrow's steak and a blowjob. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Gonna have lots of balls in my mouth tomorrow. Finger licking good. We got a sweaty balls. We haven't had a sponsor for a while. I don't know why. I guess our content is objectionable. I've never had like buffalo balls. It's is, buffalo balls, right? It's bull. bull is it buff- oh, I thought it was bowl. I'll take you, a bowl. You lived I'll in, take a bowl in You lived mouth. in Colorado and you never had Rocky Mountain oysters? No. I'm nervous about it and i don't like so why when I, do you think you're gonna feel gay no i just i don't really like <laughs> i'm one of those people that i don't like eat i don't like eating what's weird for americans why I, I could eat it if i didn't know what it was and once i find out what it was i'll be like oh this was great and then someone will tell me and then i'll just like it'll turn my stomach like menudo mm-hmm. is delicious but i don't like the idea of everything that's in it although i think i'm over that now because i ate much, ate much worse stuff in china but I don't know, stuff like, you know, even the pate we had the other day. and um, I think it's because they were talking about cat food. And I'm telling you, the pate that they had was a not a very good quality. Well, it a, wasn't. Nah. Pate is really good. I'm a big and texture still, person, though. You know, people like I'm, people like avocados. People like guacamole. Um, you know, those spring, uh, fried spring rolls. Your are, friends were being dicks. They were talking about cat food when you were trying pate for the first time and it wasn't a good quality pate and furthermore they had pate with bread you're not supposed to have fucking pate with bread and these are this was at a fucking winery and i said fucking there was a (laughs) probably the best like chicken liver pate i've ever had was uh, served with like toast corners or something like that you're a big fan it's of the Toast Corners. That's not supposed to be bread. Like the, that's no, like the, it was bread. That was mean. Went to Toast Matt and he just pulled his glass away. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dick. And that's the second time. Oops, I just did the same thing to you. Uh, that's the second time Matt's brought up Toast Corners on the podcast. So this has got to be a thing i got to look up. Not, not right now. I'm trying to do something else. Uh, I think I might want another one of these. Oh. Anyway, shall we talk more about Rocky Mountain Oysters or get on with the show? It is this weekend. It is the uh, celebratory weekend for St. Patrick's Day. We will be watching a movie on real St. Patrick's Day, but this is the big. This is the big. Uh, Which I'm a holiday weekend. Idiot for posting it. Idiot. So. <laughs> See, he's making fun of me again. You idiot. That's me. Are you guys doing the crawl? No, we'll be uh, eating balls, and then oh, mm-hmm. but here's something related to a drinking show. Bar and rescue. You're welcome. Oh, God, can you stop interrupting? No, because I'm the one that told you. Then can you finish the story if you're going to interrupt me? No. Oh my God, I really. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me why I looked. This evil. is why our listeners don't like heathen. <laughs> <laughs> 
think they like our, our, our one listener. <laughs> oh, we've already lost one. We're at two, and now we're down to one. Hi, Thanks to your shenanigans. You. I don't know what's fucking wrong with you guys. Speaking of shenanigans, <laughs> that's not where Barry Rescue is going to be. Can you fucking finish the story if you're going to keep saying it? Jesus. Bar Rescue is coming to Reno? Yes. And they will be at Murphy's Law right over here. Murphy's Law. Murphy's. <laughs> Mermaid's Law? Are you, are you slowly going through a stroke during the podcast? <laughs> we got Bar Rescue here at Mermaid's Law. That would be a great name for a bar. They are rebranding it. Did you just speak yourself? <laughs> because that sounds like a great... I'd go to a bar called Mermaid's you Law. Made, you just made yourself snort. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, yes. So we're going to Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival and then to Mur- Murphy's Law uh, for Bar Rescue because they're going to be reopened. They've been closed for a couple of days doing the rebranding and everything. And Bar Rescue is one of my favorite shows, even though I don't usually watch it because I don't have the Spike TV. It's uh, right on uh, Virginia by the food source. Food source. Everyone at home finds that fantastic. Let's go to our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> when you're too tall to reach for it, call Rindamidget. Wendell Tooley here from Rindamidget. I'm here to tell you about our St. Patrick's Day sale. With every rental, get two potatoes. And as seen featured on television and in the police blotter, Spanky reserve Spanky now before he's booked for the season or serving 5 to 15. They're so small, but that's okay. They just want to laugh and play. Thank you, Random Midget, for that lovely sponsorship. You guys ready to play a game? Shall we play a game? Sure. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get an answer at all. So, this is a game similar to what we played last week. We played a movie title game called um, where all the answers were, had either black or white in the title. But, what do all these movies have in common? Focus, Twins, Big, that's correct. These all are movies <laughs> with one word titles. So, he's just freaking me out. Freaking me out when he's staring at me like that. Freaking me out, man. So all of these answers are all going to be movie titles with You're one like, word. Really freak me out. So, Heathen, what's your favorite part of St. Patrick's Day? Uh, bear. Beer Maker Matt, what's your f- other favorite part of St. Patrick's oh, Day? Wearing green panties. Okay. Uh, uh, Heathen, you're ringing his beer. Matt, you're ringing his panties. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, all of these answers are one word. Keep track of your own score. I don't have anything to keep track of with. You don't usually have anything to keep track of, Heathen. Question number, do, we, do, do we need a pause for writing utensils? All right. As long as you guys can remember in your head. No cheating. Uh, you'll find that I kind of sort of went on a couple of themes on these questions besides the one word answers. But anyway, let's begin now. This 2008 Best Original Screenplay Oscar winner follows a high school student in her unplanned pregnancy. Panties. Panties. Juno. Juno is correct for one point. In 2001, this movie won four Oscars, including Top Honors with Best Picture and Russell Crowe as Best Actor. Panties. Panties. Gladiator. Gladiator is correct. I don't like this game. (laughs) Number three. We mentioned Juno, starring Ellen Page. 
Ellen Page starred alongside Leonardo DiCaprio and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this Christopher Nolan-directed film. Uh, I don't know the film. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Two, one. The film is Inception. Uh, Speaking of DiCaprio, he starred as Jack in this 1997 film that brought home 11 Oscars. Panties to Panties. Titanic. Titanic is correct. Ethan, are you, are you this. playing? <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget your ringing? <laughs> Number five. Frequently mentioned as one of my least favorite movies, directed by one of my least favorite directors and producers, slash producers, this 1998 film stars Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis as her drilling dad. Panties. Panties. Armageddon. Armageddon is correct. You then you wake. Number six. Number six. This nineteen eighty two film features Dustin Hoffman and drag. Oh my gosh. Uh dang. Nineteen eighty two. Uh three, two, one. The film is Tootsie. Yeah. Oh man. Uh it did win an Oscar, uh the chick that's in American Horror Story. Um Won an Oscar in that movie, I believe. In 2008, I'm sorry, this 2008 Oscar winner for Best Animated Feature stars the voice of Patton Oswalt as a culinary rodent. Panties. Panties. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is correct. Number eight, this 1996 film starring Nev Campbell asks, do you like scary movies? Panties. Panties. (laughs) Scream. Scream is correct. <laughs> Number nine. I'm glad that you're awake, though, Heathen. In 2014, this film won two Academy Awards, including Best Original Song with Let It Go. Beer. Beer. Frozen. Yay! <laughs> she did not get shut out. Number 10. This film won two Oscars in 1997 and became a TV show in 2014 on the FX network. This film won two Oscars in 1997. And became a TV show in 2014 on the FX network. Oh, uh, panties. Panties. Fargo. Fargo is correct. Mm-hmm. Good job, mm-hmm. beer maker Matt. <laughs> I don't like that game. <laughs> Heathen, you may hit a baby. Uh, it's fine to hit that baby. I like my voice. Yeah. All right. Let's head into feature presentation. What happened to the stickers? Every week in feature presentation, we take a film we saw with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club, and we use it to start conversation. We take little bits and pieces and ideas from the movie, and we just talk about other random stuff that's usually unrelated with the movie. This week, we saw the movie Focus. Here's a brief synopsis. Nicky Spurgeon is an extremely accomplished con man who takes an amateur con artist, Jess, under his wing. Nicky and Jess become romantically involved, and with Nicky's profession of being a liar and a cheater for a living, he realizes that deception and love are things that don't go together. They split only to see each other three years later, and things get messy. Screech. <laughs> uh... Let me tell you a little bit of details about this film that I found interesting. So, uh, this is a story, I guess, somewhat interesting. It's not really that interesting. So, Margot Robbie, or Robbie, I still don't know how to say her name. I should have I watched the whole interview when she was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I only watched the flip cup part where she played flip cup. Um, so, I'll call her Margot. Margot was vacationing with her brother on an island in Croatia when she got the call that the directors wanted to audition her for Focus. She arrived at the hotel at 6 a.m., and her flight was taking off on the same day. She packed everything in 20 minutes, took a a boat to the main island, then a bus to the airport. 
She waited in the airport for six hours, then flew to France, where she waited another six hours before arriving in New York. When arriving in New York, she found out that her luggage was lost, and she was only wearing a pair of denim shorts and a shirt with no makeup. However, she got to the edition on time, but Will Smith was running late. Smith arrived, saying that he was coming from Queens. Robbie, frustrated, said, Yeah, well, I just came from an island off Croatia, and I'm here on time. She said (laughs) that she considers that's what won her the role on the movie. Um, this was originally scheduled to star Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, but both dropped out. After Gosling dropped out, Ryan Gosling, uh, the role was also offered to Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck, finally falling to Will Smith. Hmm. I think Gosling would have been a better fit for that role. Um, I might agree, as a lot of people know, I'm not a huge Ryan Gosling fan, but he might have... Will Smith had... In this movie, I liked. I, I think he's a charming guy, and I, and I like that. I like watching him on shows, and I think he did the the charm well in the movie. But when it came to the kind of love part, yeah. I didn't really buy that as much. Yeah. Like he just seemed like that. He super. He almost seemed like he was a gay guy trying to be heterosexual. I just did not believe that part. But we're we could talk about the chemistry later because that's one of the topics I have down. Um, that's actually all I have about the movie. So let's. Let's go to that topic about the chemistry between the stars. Um, And also, the reason I bring this up is both of these will be in the Suicide Squad movie. Um, Jared Leto will be playing Joker. Uh, Robbie, or uh, Margot Robbie, will be playing Harley Quinn. Uh, Will Smith will be playing Deadshot. I've had a bunch of other people drop out. I'm kind of nervous about the Suicide Suicide Squad movie (laughs) because it seems like... um, almost like a a a plus version of cw this is like the most beautiful cast that they could get for an action movie or a you know kind of like i i actually think that roby will be a good harley quinn when i was watching it but she's just kind of way too pretty to play that character i think and harley quinn is typically going to be kind of a pretty person anyways that's kind of made to be more ugly well, I, I you know I wouldn't say she's ugly. She's just um, just not the way I picture. And then Jared Leto, who's probably the one of the prettiest males alive, playing the Joker. Um, but it sounds like they're going a different way with the Joker, which they kind of need to after Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. They both put their mark on it. They're um, they're going for I can't remember from what series it's from, but he's going to play kind of like a yoked out Joker. That in the series they're pulling from that and he's found in um, Arkham like doing push-ups and like handstand push-ups and stuff like that. So, what do you think, Ethan, about the chemistry? How these guys are going to work in the new film? um, How the chemistry worked in this film? Did you believe it? I think that she did better uh, acting for the chemistry. I agree. He did. I think so too. Um, I concur. I am interested to see what the movie is going to portray everybody. I think the casting's going to be good. I think she can play a good Harley Quinn, and I'm interested to see what he's going to, the uh, Jared Leto guy is going to bring to the table for the Joker, because pretty much anybody that, that plays that role seems to do really well yeah and i think jared leto's good too and i should point out um or mention i think a lot of people know that just because will smith and uh, margo didn't have good chemistry in this movie doesn't really matter for the next movie because it's the joker and harley quinn that are the ones that um harley quinn was the joker's psychiatrist and then she kind of starts to go crazy after he gets hurt or i don't know if she was a psychiatrist or an intern at the psychiatric ward that insisted on um and I don't know how they're going to portray that in the movie. This She was actually, I think Harley Quinn's an interesting character because she, instead of coming from the comic book, she came from the animated TV show and then transferred over to the comic book. And now is like a really popular character. When you go to Comic-Con and everything, you see a bunch of Harley yeah. Quinns. And I think that's just kind of interesting that she um, was developed for a, a cartoon series and was developed basically as a one-episode character that they ended up keeping. I didn't know that. I didn't really. I don't really follow DC either. It was some of the research I did for this, and also I'm just really interested in the Suicide Squad movie. We we did have a lot of people drop out. I think uh, Gosling they were trying to get. I know Tom Hardy did drop out of the Suicide Squad movie. 
Um, there's been um, Jared Leto has put some pictures on the internet uh, about his kind of starting to get into his look, and people are kind of making fun of him, saying he looks like uh, Malfoy from Harry Potter. He's got like really bleached <laughs> hair, and he's got like he's just very like kind of British posh looking. <coughs> so it'll be an interesting take. Like I said, they need to go a different direction because you can't copy what the other two jokers did. So anything else to be said about the chemistry between these or anything else in the movie? Uh, like anything else about the topic on the movie? Um, well, just about that topic in no. particular. So this movie was involved a lot of, um, a little bit of, of con artistry, but a lot of stealing, a lot of, uh, Fleet fingers. Yeah. Um, so have you guys ever stolen anything? Um, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, when I was like probably maybe 11 or 12 um, and conquered there used to be like this really popular like ice cream shop in the I forget what uh, the mall is, but it was where the dome theater was. Um, and we went there with like a, a bunch of family friends. So there was like a couple families there and uh, <laughs> all the adults were just kind of standing around or just sitting around talking after ice cream. <laughs> and the kids, we were just kind of running around playing, um, just being annoying and for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to take all the tips off all the tables because we were, like, the only people in the entire, like, ice cream shop. So all the tables, not just your tables, but all the tables in the place? Yeah, and it was weird because it was, like, we were the only it, – it was a pretty big place, and we were the only couple, like, pe- – we were the only people in the place. Um, and all the other tables, because it was a pretty popular place, were, like, empty but still, like – had all the dishes and ice cream stuff on the, the tables. How old did you say you were? It was like 11 or 12. Okay. Old enough to know better. Yeah. So I just went around and, yeah, collected all the tips thinking, oh, man, that's free money. They're not even paying attention to this. I'm just going to take this money. I got stuff I, I want to buy. <laughs> um, and I think it was one of our uh, family friends that saw me doing it and kind of brought it to the attention of my dad. Oh, I thought he was going to say, like, hey. Give me half of that, and I won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad made me take it to one of the waiters and give it to him. So you stole, and you got caught stealing, just like Jane's addiction. What about you, Heathen? Um, there was a couple. <laughs> All right, you want to give us one story? Yeah. Um, I was like pretty young. I guess I. This is probably my first experience. There was a necklace that I wanted. We lived right next door to a thrifties in California. It was an apartment complex. And we went to get, I think it was like ice cream or something. So mm. it was pretty similar. Um, ice cream's the devil's and, work. Sounds yeah, like. <laughs> there is a necklace with the letter H that I wanted. Oh, I was calling your name. It was like that ring from The Hobbit. Yeah. And so I stole it. And How the did next you steal day, it? You just grabbed it. I don't really remember. I think I just grabbed it and put it in my pocket. But the next day, um, I think my mom saw it in my backpack, or maybe I was wearing it. But my mom was like, "Where did you get that?" And I was like, "Oh, I found it in the Lost and Found." She's like, "Oh, that's really interesting. It's got the letter H or whatever." And she like pressured me and pressured me and. I'm not a really good liar, and so I gave in, and she marched me back, and I had to give it to the manager of the thrifty store, and he really freaked me out. He's like, I can't believe you did this. I mean, I was really young. I was probably like eight or nine, and I just, I was in tears, and he was like, you're not welcome back in the store anymore. And that's, and that's the <laughs> and place I had right the... next door to where we live. And I'm they... like, this is where I come to get ice cream. Yeah, they had the good, like, 25-cent scoops there. Mm-hmm. And then 35, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. I don't think my mom was with me when we did it. I think it was just my, my little friend and I, and we just went to get ice cream. I really can't remember. I just remember that's where she made me take the 
I had to go right <laughs> up to the manager and say that I stole the that I stole it. So you both got caught. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop you. You said the the manager made you feel really bad, but you have several stories after that. So Yeah, but that was like junior high was the next time and the the manager that time because I was stealing uh, remember the Polaroid film? Polaroid picture. Yeah, yeah. I was stealing film. That's expensive. Yeah. All right. Well. And the guy <laughs> caught me and he's like, give me your camera. If you want the camera back, you have to tell your mom that you did this. Did, did you I'm get, like, fuck that shit. I ain't doing it. Did you get caught every time you tried to steal something? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently you never learned your lesson that. <laughs> just kept coming back for more. Well, I guess what ended up happening with the the Polaroid camera is is the manager of the store in junior high turned it into my junior high school, and I was doing some office work uh, during the summer and saw, because I have my name written on my my Polaroid camera, I'm like, hey, that's my camera. So I never had to tell my mom, but like the next year, I was like, hey, mom, just so you know, I, I stole some shit. She's like, you're horrible. You are a horrible child. I can't believe you. I don't think I ever stole as a kid, like as a young kid, you know? Uh, and I remember um, uh, my friend Kellen, who I talk about, and his mom, even as a kid, they, they both said that they respected me because he had like a really awesome G.I. Joe collection, and I was like one of his only friends that never stole a G.I. Joe from him. But I don't think I stole anything until I was like 16. And even then, I just... I think I've told all my stealing stories on the podcast already. Um, <laughs> I was going to tell the one about um, stealing from the church, but instead <laughs> I'm going to talk about, and I think I told this one, but it's probably my favorite one. So around the time that I was 16, that's kind of when I went through my, my bad period. It wasn't really bad. I didn't really do drugs, and I, I still got decent grades, but I, it was sort of my rebellious period. And that's when I just started doing stuff for fun. And I guess a lot of kids do weird stuff at that time, like fuck people and cut themselves with blades or whatever. So I wasn't doing anything that bad. But we had uh, one of those food trucks, you know, that showed up to school to deliver everything. And um, I guess I was sort of hungry. And I just, but mostly, I, I think partially, I just wanted the thrill of stealing something. I think that's like a lot of reasons why people steal stuff. And also just, it just seemed like some way to entertain myself while I was at lunchtime at recess. So the guy, he's got like the dolly of, of boxes that he brings in and, and he goes and he leaves for several minutes. And I was like, well, there's no one out here. I mean, no one's going to fucking see me. So I jump in the back of the truck and I grab just a giant, you know, a big box and I throw it under a table, like a picnic style table. And then I sit there and I'm with a, a few people and, um, and the guy leaves. I, c- I can't remember what I did with the box after the guy leave, like how we got it open. I think I brought it into the bathroom, like into a bathroom stall, open up this box and it's four or five gallon jugs of barbecue sauce. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be like the Otis Punkmeyer cookies or like, you know, a bunch of laced potato chips, but it was fucking, um, what's that? 20 <laughs> gallons of barbecue sauce. So I gave one to my friend Clay because he really wanted it. And then um, I think I left two there and I took one. I, I used to like to put stuff in the road to get ran over and I like to throw stuff off the roof to watch it explode. <laughs> I think I got that from David Letterman. They used to do the slow motion exploding. So I didn't get caught though. Um, I The only time I got caught stealing was by my parents and that wasn't really my fault. It was other people that were stealing mail. I think I've told that story too. I didn't get caught stealing what I stole from the church. I didn't get caught stealing what I stole from um, Walgreens. Well, you didn't you didn't brag to anybody, which is, I guess, the, the best way to get caught. Well, who's going to brag about barbecue sauce? <laughs> <laughs> the bar- Apparently, you're doing that the barbecue now. Sauce, that sounds like an old, like the old Batman. Uh, caught stealing. The old Batman TV series is where all the barbecue sauce is stolen from the entire city, and now no one can enjoy the big barbecue festival coming up. How ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so in this film, in the beginning, uh, Will Smith uh, brings up something called the Toledo panic button, which is set up for, you know, it's going to show up sometime later in the film. Not really a spoiler because you know it's going to happen. The Toledo panic button <laughs> is when you kind of have like two partners, two bad guys that are in cahoots and um, you're kind of found out. 
that you've been fucking around and then to prove that you're cool and legit or whatever you end up shooting your partner hoping that your partner doesn't die and that's to say that you're legit so this is just a total fictional game sort of like um balderdash or something if there was something called the reno panic button what would the reno panic button be heathen um i would the reno panic button is when when the hooker grabs the ATM card from the John and thinks that she's got like total leeway and the guy's like, wait a minute, I only came here for a drink. That's not the Reno panic button. Because usually, like as soon as they get the ATM card, oh, they have complete leeway. I didn't know Unless that. the guy goes, wait a minute. Like, if you give them your ATM card, literally, they can charge anything. Literally. I think Heathen has <laughs> another new podcast she could have. <laughs> uh, 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 Reno How to Save Hook- Your Ass and <laughs> Reno Nevada. Yeah, Reno, Reno Hooker uh, uh, Law. Reno, Reno Hooker Advice. Yeah. Volume 1. <laughs> wow, you t- you learned me something. I'm gonna use that one. Yeah, they will. They will put your car like behind gates and stuff if you don't sign sign the uh, the debit card charges too. Mm-hmm. They'll put your car behind a gate. Your car. Oh, your car behind a gate. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand what any of this means, but <laughs> you give yeah, them your lost. debit card. You give who your debit card? The, the pimp or the hooker. That you go to the brothel. Okay. You give them your ATM uh, card, your debit card. So you just give that at the desk? So you go to the bunny yeah. ranch. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's say... So you, you order a number nine, you give them the card. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure what you want to do, let's say. I thought you had to order that or beforehand. Or maybe you just want to have a couple drinks. It's like a bait and a switch thing. Okay. That's what I'm worried about, because I've been wanting mm-hmm. to go there and get yeah. like a drink or a burger, and I'm really, I'm really easy to get taken advantage of. Cash. Yeah. If you just want to drink, cash. As soon as you give them the card, that's the that's where the problem. <laughs> See, that was a, a big trouble in China. Um, that uh, I think I talked about this before, but one thing is they have like girls that'll just hang out in bars and they'll order a bunch of drinks or juices or whatever, and you're and you're buying it for them, and they you don't know they work for the bar, and then you get a bill later for like two thousand dollars or something because they've just ordered all this shit that's been marked up. Um, but other stuff, because I used to go for massages a lot, and I always wanted to go with someone that was like a local Chinese to say that I want a massage because I didn't want to get charged for a bunch of shit. I didn't want like the happy, happy massage. I just wanted a real legitimate massage. And, you know, there's a couple times where I didn't get anything but a regular massage, and they tried to charge me like quadruple or whatever. But anyway, Matt, a beer, uh, a Reno panic button is when. So I think of like Reno 911. Like the, there's a, there's an episode where like one of the officers, um, has like kind of like a dance off competition with, uh, somebody she pulls over for a DUI. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where, I, I, I guess that would be a Reno, uh, panic button where you get pulled over for a DUI and you start like a dance off with the <laughs> officer. All right, I like it. Uh, I'm saying a Reno panic button is when. You lose all your money on blackjack. You've borrowed more money from loan sharks. They're coming after you. You don't have any more money. So you go to the ho- the casino where you owe the money. You go to the all-you-can-eat buffet. You eat a bunch. You pretend to choke. You run around. <laughs> and e- when people try to help you, you kind of run away from them in a panic. And then you uh, run around in such a... F- um, random fashion that you end up by the teppanyaki station like the mongolian barbecue and you just flail onto the grill and then you sue the casino for a bunch of money for damage done to your body and then you Mm. take that money and you put it on black on the roulette table because you gotta walk away with something that is is, that's a really good that that was pretty elaborate yeah you hit that you hit that right on the money literally all right let's go into our ranks you are just <laughs> So we have a rank this week. You are just Here's a theme on the, on these ranks. Laugh. 
These are all Will Smith performances. These are also all Will Smith performances in movies where the name of the movie is usually the name of the Will Smith character. You don't want me to listen okay. to my fan mail. <laughs> With the ranks, we have the performance. You're jealous. Hey, fuck. <laughs> we have Will Smith's performance as Hitch in the movie Hitch. We have the performance of Muhammad Ali in the movie Ali. We have Will Smith as the Fresh Prince and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We have Will Smith as Hitchcock in Hitchcock. And we have Will Smith as Bagger Vance in The Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> you don't have to rank these as performances. You can rank them as however you want. Oh, I'm definitely ranking them as performances. Okay. Um, so Hitchcock, which was just horrid. Uh, disappointing. Okay. I actually liked the idea of it, but it was just... And, and That's your number. It wasn't just his uh, performance. It was the whole kind of execution of the film that was kind of horrible. Guessing that's your number five? Yeah. And I agree with you, by the way. Um, and I've seen it, and it wasn't really that memorable because I can't remember much about it. So I'm going to say it probably wasn't that good, which would be uh, the Muhammad Ali. Ali. Film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then probably, even though I kind of liked him in this, uh, Bagger Vance, mm-hmm. or The Legend of Bagger Vance. Kind of an interesting movie. Yeah. The the uppity, uppity Negro. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Is that your new character when you do stand-up? <laughs> Hello, my name's Matt, and I'm going to be doing a character for you today called The Uppity Negro. <laughs> For open mic. <laughs> Might go over well in Reno. There's only two black people here. <laughs> oh, how we've hit rock bottom. <laughs> um, and then I would probably have to, even though I did like this movie, I would have to say Hitch. Um, and then uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This is number one. Like, cause that's kind of like kind of what created him and kind of, I don't know, made him famous. Yeah, who is his sidekick? Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. The secret word is uh, Jazzy. The secret word is <laughs> Jazzy. Do I get a star? Yeah, you get a star for finding the secret word. Well, you get you actually get a uh, Dora the Explorer. Yeah. Dora the Explorer, not a star. I was even laying down for a second. Which we both already have two of, so now you're you're beating me in the secret word. They're all equal to one. Um, Heathen, did you like the film Hitch? That's a romantic comedy, yes, and it's got I did. and it's got your buddy in it. Um, what's that fat ass's name? Paul Blart, uh, James, Kevin James. Kevin I James. like him. Yeah, I know you like him. So that's like your perfect movie. It's a it's a romantic comedy. Uh, what's it got? Rosario Dawson or something in it? <laughs> I don't even know if that's who's in it. Let's go. Dick. I don't know. You're just batting one of thousand for tomorrow, mister. Last call. Looking Doom. at the world through the bottom of a glass. All I see is a man who's fading Last call. So I mentioned last week that we've got a movie sports bracket on our Facebook and on uh, the Sidelines site. We've got a ton of teams. I'm going to start having to, just to speed things up so it doesn't take a year, I'm going to have to start doing two matchups a week, at least for the first round. Uh, we had so many nominations. We had 72 teams nominated for the sports bracket. Kind of my fault. I should have had either um, just one person or one team per person or half teams um, have to be double nominated to not end up with 72 teams, a lot more than I expected. So go in and vote. Heathens voted. Beer maker Matt has not voted on the matchups for this week. <laughs> Uh, next week, we'll be seeing the movie Unfinished Business. I believe it's at 7% or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. Should be rather interesting. And uh, I will keep you updated, but in April, we'll be probably taking a few weeks off. That'll be our year anniversary of the picture show. April, I also take a month off from drinking, and it's not fun to do the potable picture show when you can't be potable. Although, I could do it. I did it on the very first episode. We could have some nice... Bubble waters. Well, I'm just saying a couple weeks off. It'll be like between our seasons. And then we'll start off with a big bang. It also gave me some time to maybe work on the second podcast I've been thinking about starting on. Beer Maker Mad, any last words? 
I'm drunk. <laughs> Ethan, any last words? No, I'll wait until you're ready to talk, and then I'll have something to say. <laughs> I already said pretty much everything oh, I was going to say. No, now I have something to say. <laughs> yes? And today's the day you're going to die. All right, keep it wet, everybody. There's a midget looking at me. There's a midget in my tree. Hey, little midget, you don't belong up there. There's a midget climbing down. There's a midget with a frown. Hey, little midget, you can't come in here. It's She's able to do anything that a normal girl can There's a midget on the pillow There's a midget with a dildo Hey, little midget, what you gonna do with that? It's big problems when your world's so small A really big problem when I can't reach your boss going with this episode <laughs> there's no midgets to the movie but Or a secretary. Like, like <laughs> how's that gonna hurt me by throwing your phone at Matt? You. Like just a secretary. Only two more. At least one prize up there, maybe two. You see the margarita thing? Uh. Uh, it looks like YouTube will still not, or Wi-Fi will still not work for our preview. So we will go you need to into up. our game. Walking the, the runway at the Valentino Fair, fall, fair, fall winter 2015 show in character as Zoolander and Hansel. What did I say? Benst. To make it sound good. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson gave Paris Fashion Week Blue Steel. Walking the runway at the Valentino Valentino Fair Winter Fair. I did it again. I can't. I'll give you a countdown. 